part of the conversations that happen around my kitchen table. He's John Brannion, and he's been a stand-up comic for more than 30 years. She's Amanda McKinney, and she's been my daughter for her whole life. Our family believes laughter is a gift from God. We often discover it while discussing culture, faith, and family. So go ahead and pull up a chair, neighbor. Can I call you Carl? There's plenty of room here for you. Hey, uh, welcome, Carl. Glad you're here. Uh, Yesterday was the... (laughs) Kids are just real jolly. It's just oh, it's too loud. Which one's yours? One Turn or that two? down. Turn down his number three. Number three. Yeah, it's way too loud. Uh, so yesterday was the last day for skews, the last broadcast for skews, and it, it's it's a little bittersweet. I, I'm I will be honest. I wasn't so I wasn't expecting to have some uh, some sadness about the final episode, but I'll be honest. But I do. I'll also be honest. It's weird to me when we try to talk as if this is happening on Monday and not like Yeah, I totally felt like I missed out on something. Luke thought that yesterday was the last episode of Skews, but actually tomorrow is the last episode of Skews. Right, but by the time this comes out, it will be yesterday. Right, but but it doesn't matter. But I'm working on... I'm working you on the video, and so I have the feeling. I have the feeling right now. Okay, that's It's different. a genuine feeling. You can say, today I was working on the last uh, video that I'm going to make for the Starving Comics show, and it's bittersweet. Right. But see, by the time this is being broadcast, everything that I just said is true. You, Yesterday... <laughs> not was, true right now no it's not true right you now but this him, is not being broadcast right now you can tell our neighbor neighbor this is being recorded before the last <laughs> episode but by the time you're listening it will have already passed it's bittersweet all right it doesn't matter the feeling is already passed now because we've talked so much about it that i don't good now i'm just annoyed consider me a miracle worker <laughs> i have was to that hear. a miracle luke you feel mm. sad <laughs> I can make you to feel To be in two times at once is, is pretty supernatural. So. Uh, to do what? To be in two times at once. Oh, yeah. Yep. Two different days simultaneously. We did this on the Christmas Eve episode, too, and you're like, it's Christmas Eve, and it's like, actually, it's a week before Christmas Eve, and we're recording this. But, okay, let's just bounce back and forth the whole time. Right, but it's not... I'm not being dishonest because there's, and I'm not being untrue because as far as, as far as it goes, Carl listening to this, it is Monday. Here's the thing. It will be Monday, but there's no guarantee that we will have done a skews episode. Right. Well, here's the thing. When I listen to- The Bible says not to say, this is what we will do. You're sinning, basically. If if I'm listening to a podcast, I am not confused when they say we're recording. They talk like they're recording it. No, it's not. Rec- okay, Carl, we're recording this a day before or yeah. two days before it's going to be broadcast. Or it's not. A, I guess it's not even technically being broadcast, no, it's being is it? Published. It's a, it's a recording that's being made available. Right. We'll publish it on Monday, today, Saturday. You don't have to give the day of the week. But, like, I expect people to talk as if it's today wherever they are uh, today i'm finishing up the 
video for the final episode of Skews, and yeah. I'm having feelings. I was having feelings that I don't have anymore because now <laughs> I fixed you. Because <laughs> now, now I'm just annoyed and angry at your service. I was. If you're feeling, I sad, was sad, and now hit me up. I. Man- Mandy is very good at helping people organize their feelings into the garbage where they belong. She's helping. No, she's no. good at helping people cast their feelings aside and just be pissed at right. her. Right. If you would like a switch in feelings, if you'd like to go from me- melancholy, morose. If you're uncertain, if you're a little bit afraid. You'd like to have a little punch of rage yeah. to lift if you're your feeling, If you're feeling a little downcast, if you're feeling a little lost and befuddled, have a conversation with Amanda and you will immediately be angry with her. Right. I know and what And all do of those other feelings will be set aside. I can help. In fact, when the women are afraid to give birth as a doula, I actually do help them focus their attention on something. On hating you? Well, I, it might be. I did irritate Luke's sister while she was in labor, knowing I would, you know, mildly irritating her. It's just, not difficult to to irritate laboring women, though. It can't, I mean, it, can it doesn't be. require. I'm as as good as you are. I think I could probably irritate laboring women. Nope, you would make them feel more uncomfortable and scared, probably because having not experienced what they're experiencing, <laughs> you don't necessarily know. I'm telling you, it's mostly fear that that gets women. Challenge if, accepted. If they're when angry, you when you go into labor, I want to go up to the room and I'm going to try to irritate me. To irritate you would you. have a very hard time. That will be the supreme test. Yeah, you'd have a very hard time because I'm pretty pretty in control, and that is a sign of confidence and security. <laughs> Women who are in pain are usually experiencing insecurity and fear. And so they need to have their foot on the ground again. They need to be grounded. And then if they get to the point where they're comfortable saying, I don't want that, you know they're in a pretty good place. They're they're standing up for themselves. They're able to articulate their feelings. If they're staring off with this like distant, petrified look, that's actually way worse for them. That's when they need a doula to come in and, and, and make them, them upset. Yep. <laughs> needs to come in. The doula needs to... Really get their goat. Yep, but but you know, kind of uh, in a mild way. Like I told Megan while she's in pain, her mom was there, her husband was there. They were both like, you know, kind of, what do you need from us? We can do this. I could do that. I could, you know. And I just kind of like playfully am like, listen, she doesn't want to hear from any of you right now. She is she is just so like loud enough for her to hear me. <laughs> And she, and she's just she's just so sick of all of you. And then she kind of cracked a smile like that's not even true. She wasn't thinking that, and I knew she wasn't thinking that. But I started giving voice to a voice that she didn't even have, as a way to kind of bring her back to, hey, it's okay. It's like here's where we are. We can still have a little bit of fun. We don't have to be too serious. So you upset everybody else in the room, in order to no. That's it. You know this. When people are able to kind of not take you themselves... You were just naming the tension in the air. Yeah, but there wasn't even tension. I was being I was being a brat. Like, I was I was forcing her to um, argue with me a little bit because she was not actually ticked off at her husband. She was being totally polite. I was pretending like she was she being was unreasonable. She was out of her mind. She like, was being unreasonable. Right. Like, oh, you know how Megan is. She's just always so unreasonable and out of her mind, you know. And she kind of cracked a smile because everybody in the room knew that was not actually the case. But the whole thing was I just didn't want her to be stuck in her own head whirling. Like it's anything that you can do to bring a person back to 
center and not take themselves so seriously. This is your wheelhouse. You know the, you know how this has a way of, you know, mm. relaxing people. The name of the game is relaxation. Yeah, but I don't like having it turned back on me. Yeah. Well, and if you went into the situation... All I was trying to do to bring us back to where we started... <laughs> was be sad. Well, no, <laughs> no, not even that far back. All, all, I was oh. trying, all I was trying to do was to make Carl aware of how I was how I am feeling at the time. And I am genuinely feeling this way. Right. But it's not going to be Monday. See, by the time Carl listens to this, I'm probably not going to be feeling this way anymore because I'm already not feeling this way. I'm already, you've already yanked me out of my mind or out of my space. And now, now I don't want to talk to you anymore. Did she, did she ground you? Yep. I'm grounded. Centered. I feel like, I feel like my feet are firmly planted and we can now go forward is it really so bad is anything really so bad no <laughs> i listened to yeah, kevin james kevin james has a new comedy special out did you know that it's on Prime. i saw a thing but i haven't seen anything from him in a while well what's interesting is i mean i didn't even recognize him it was like it said kevin james and i'm like kevin james and i looked at the picture and like that's not kevin james but by golly it was yes, kevin because he's not like some facial hair now and mm-hmm. he's skinnier. He's got facial hair and he's lost a lot of weight. Yeah. 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 And most people listening, I would gather or I would bet, are probably not aware of who that is. Is that the guy from uh King of King Queens? King of Queens, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And Mall Cop. Mm-hmm. And Mall Cop. And oh. and Blart. What was his name? Paul Blart. Paul Blart. Yeah. yeah. Well, and his his uh earlier stand-up special, which is Sweat the Small Stuff, is really good. Um this one this one is okay. It, it's uh, it's it's clean. When I listen to stand up now, I listen for specific phrases. I, I listen to the phraseology that these guys use, and then try to ponder why. Like when a guy deliberately releases a guy like Kevin James deliberately releases what is billed as a family friendly stand up special on Amazon. It gives me pause. It makes me go, why? Why is he? Why is he saying, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. instead of, oh, my God? Mm, yeah. Um, you know, those things, it, it just makes me wonder. So, okay. anyway, uh, I can't, I don't know that I would recommend it, but I don't, I don't not recommend it. So, <laughs> I think from, I think you <laughs> That's can, so helpful. Yeah. I, I, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> why are we talking about it? <laughs> It's, I want to be as, to ground him again. I want <laughs> I want to be as non-committal as possible. I want to talk it. about it, but I don't want to tell you anything. I don't want to say anything positive or negative about it. Uh, I just want to say so it is. Do with By that the way, as you will. Kevin Kevin James has a special that exists. <laughs> Go watch his first one. <laughs> There. Luke, Luke is willing to take a stand. That's how you know it's bad. You know that you you need to make some decisions. If Luke, if Luke is jumping in and committing to something. Luke's ready to say, go watch his first one with absolute authority. Yeah, <laughs> You're on. like, I don't know. Without reservation. Go on. Watch his first one. Uh, so we had a... Uh, how, do we, how do we put this in context without... I don't know even what you want to. I want to talk about the futility of seeking attention 
from humans uh, from humans yeah from humans i was going to say from strangers but it's actually broader than that it's all of humanity it's needing it's needing affirmation from human beings yeah. and you're immediately immediately you're going to get pushed back for that not from carl mm, i don't know carl may have some no carl is still annoyed with you for giving me a hard time about what day of the week it is. I believe Carl can be irritated with both of us simultaneously. <laughs> I think we're okay with pushback from Carl because we don't need affirmation. We are. I'm just saying. I'm we just, don't need listeners. I'm just anticipating what the actual criticism might be. And I think there are a lot of people who would say. Well, no, obviously no. there has to be some nuance because we have a, uh, we have a theology that says that you are accountable to other people. You know, you have a. You have brothers and sisters, and you have members of your family that you have to be, um, you have to coexist with, and they are uh, empowered by the scripture to pass some sort of judgment on you. Right. Well, the scripture that was quoted at me, this was years ago, years ago when I started to bring up like the problem with relying on other people for your self esteem. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, the scripture verse that somebody else brought up was, Bear one another's burdens. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, yeah, that's what I'm saying. it is a requirement that you um, give other people the emotional, like meet their emotional need for connection. That's how that's being interpreted. Uh, it's your job. Right. It's your job. If you want to be to... a good Christian, and who reads the Bible to be a good Christian? Usually we read it so we can make sure other people are being the way we want them to be. But yes. the way this was read was, hey, if you, Amanda, you want to be a good Christian, you have to validate me. And all you're doing right now is trying to, um, what's what's the word that means like obfuscate or give up, re- retreat from What's the word? Surrender. Yeah, but that's not it. When you have a, oh, shirk, I guess, shirk your responsibility. People think that they have a right to your validation. And if you're trying to be like Jesus, and like you claim, you claim you want to be like Jesus, well, then you have an obligation. To affirm. To affirm people, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like emotionally meet their needs. Right. So that's, you think that's what the pushback is going to be? Oh, yeah, because that runs deep. Yeah. Deep, deep, deep. Well, we have a, a friend who is a, a pretty successful um, entertainer, and uh, <clears throat> let's see. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to not give too much away, but the, I, I, it doesn't really matter what I say. It's going to limit the. The power of the anecdote? Yeah. Yeah. Like, again. Or the anonymity that he's trying to Right. I'm trying to preserve his anonymity because I don't want to make it about a particular person because because then the criticism is going to be, well, you're gossiping. And I don't. You should swap the sin with something different. Well, but then it's going to be too hard to follow. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We've got this glutton. Got a glutton who's a friend of ours. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you swap it for another sin, then it becomes a completely different conversation. Um, it's a all right for me. I have never been a person who cared at all about 
getting my picture taken with celebrities or getting autographs from celebrities. And that's not because I've thought about it a whole lot. It's just not in me. I just do not care. I've been to airports and seen uh, famous people. I sat real close to Wanda Sykes. We and, and were, were like, who's Wanda Sykes? In the New Orleans airport together, and we saw Frodo Baggins. That's right. And we did not approach him. Nope. We did take his picture from about from 50 afar. Yards from away, afar. Though. Yeah. And I was like, is this, is this a <laughs> hobbit? <laughs> did you why did you take his picture just for affirm or for confirmation that yeah it's who, well that it was elijah wood to, because actually what was interesting was how ordinary it was like or daniel radcliffe he you know was they're the flying, same person he's flying coach <laughs> and he just had one other guy with him who regularly left to go do other things he's just sitting there a in person the of a, a person or two did approach and yep it wasn't until other people asked for his picture that we were like, yeah, I think it really is. Because otherwise it was really like nondescript and uninteresting. Right. So, so yeah. Right. We, we took his picture and then sent it to you guys. Because we had been separated in that airport. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, if you had come to our terminal, you would have gotten to see this Frodo. scene. And he was literally just sitting in a chair. <laughs> Aren't you jealous? You I said. Frodo sitting in a chair. Don't you wish waiting you for his plane could be side eyeing this guy who's sitting there? Yeah. yeah. Well, and but that's why I've seen uh, famous authors. I've seen Dean Koontz. Um, saw Wanda Sykes. I saw uh, Reggie Watts. There and there's there's some others who I've seen. Um, At airports. Yeah. Because okay. that's not even counting the people that you've actually held the microphone after yes or before i've been i've been on stage with people much more famous than me but i don't care and my point is that it's not because i have uh worked myself up mustered up the uh internal fortitude to be able to rise above it i just don't care um because the whole thing seems to me to be utterly pointless like to walk up to elijah woods in the airport and go hey i recognize you as elijah woods just I, I just can't fathom why a person would do that why you would why you would walk up to a person who's a stranger and say i recognize you from being in a movie i just right that to me is just it's, it's not something i've ever felt like i needed to do i have a slightly different approach it's not just a nonchalance or i guess apathy about it mm -hmm. i actually think that it's wrong and well of course you do <clears throat> and i think that jesus kind of confirms that well, of course you're going to ratchet it up to some sort of moral deficiency well it would be if if we're doing what the parable of the rich man throwing the party mm -hmm. is warning against and i right. think that a lot of people are and i think we don't just do this with celebrities now, and we've talked about this in the past. Now people will take their pictures with really, really poor people, like homeless guys, right. when they're donating to them and things. Right. Like a it's a charity auction. Look at this. Look at what I'm giving this poor, Here, dirty, horrible. I went to Mexico. Here's a picture of me with 12 you know, Mexican children. Have you seen those videos of people rescuing like turtles and stuff on the beach? Yep. Mm, yes, yes. <laughs> or uh, and it's seals. Like, how did that turtle get upside down in the first place? I wonder. <laughs> Some of them have their heads trapped in like pop bottle plastic. Yeah. Uh -huh. So they. I wonder how that turtle got flipped upside down in the middle of the beach. Or like they're that. wrapped up in fishing line. I think some of them really were like 
found in distress. I think some. Oh, sure. Some I'm, I'm sure work. there are videos that are legitimate animal rescue videos, but right. but many of them are. I mean, turtles by and large, sea turtles weigh like 500 pounds. You know, that thing doesn't flip itself on its back in yeah. the middle of the beach. I don't know. I've <laughs> no, never seen one. Anyway. Uh. All right, so the point is well, the reason that I the reason that I said it's not because of any uh, internal fortitude on my part is because I know I agree with you that there's a that there's a deficiency in trying to uh, in going up and getting your picture taken with a celebrity. There, I said it. It, it it's a mark of some sort of uh, there's something wrong with. There's something wrong with a person that needs to do that. Sometimes it's a sin, and that was what Jesus mm-hmm. was trying to help us try to be aware of and avoid. I would say that I also don't struggle with it as a temptation, but it's for the same reason that I don't struggle with like wanting to keep going back to a pile of dog vomit, for example. <laughs> <laughs> I've been convinced uh. that it's gross. I've been convinced that it's gross. And so if you really do believe that it is as disgusting as... I've never been tempted to get my picture taken with a pile of dog vomit. (laughs) Well, I've never been... I'm not tempted once I really do agree with God on what is what is detrimental to my health. And here's, okay, I can give another example. I'm working on a blog Well, uh, are we helping Carl understand what's wrong with getting your picture taken and seeking autographs from famous people? I don't or know we that just we can. Running, or are we just running it down and leaving him confused i don't know that we can in 40 minutes teach somebody how to hate what is contemptible (laughs) i i don't think you can because here's because that's something you're supposed to be trained about when you're very small you're supposed to have your your senses trained you're supposed to stop hitting people because people taught you that it's wrong can't we describe what is contemptible about it and and it won't feel contemptible to somebody who's caught in it the same way that like you know, being being drunk has its benefits in one way, but it's also uh-huh. killing them in another. Like being proud has a temporary benefit for people. Being vain has mm. some sort of temporary benefit. Right. So, what is what's vain about wanting to get Elijah Wood's autograph? Um. Walk me through it as if I'm Carl. You're not doing it for God's glory. Mm-hmm. None of it's none of it's pointing to the creator. Why am I doing it? Why am I getting Elijah Wood's autograph? Well, it it depends on who you why are. Why am I getting? Why am I John Branion standing next to Elijah Woods, getting my picture taken with him? What You're what is what am I doing? Trying to make other people envious or and or prop yourself up so that later so you can feel more important individually. Like, ding 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 ding. Person. What was so hard about that? You made it sound because, like it was this deep, profound, complicated people thing. People still can't sense why that's wrong. They pe- people well, really you just said it. I feel like that's an even more obvious example than what most people do to pro- like I, people who post their own workout videos of them just working out, like no comment, just look at me. Getting yeah. up at 5 a.m. Here's go. a video of my thing. workout. It's like, why? Why am I seeing? Well, but that's that's evidence of what I'm trying to say, which is that people's consciences are seared. Like, I don't think you realize that that somebody is going to come to the defense of those workout people. Like, there there are people, church people, pr- right? Well, they'll, they'll say it's people. well, it's it's good for my accountability, right. To have, but like you, you're dressing half naked in it. Is that, is that what is that? Oh man, now we're gonna hit the modesty thing too. <laughs> 
It's I'm, all vanity. It is. It's all affirmation. Let's cover it all in this episode. This will be our final no. episode. We're going to talk about everything there is to talk about. Right. We're all in agreement. I have no desire to be. That's why I'm on this podcast and not you know the other ones. <laughs> You don't want to get too proud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we will keep you humble. <laughs> I will tick you off. Uh, Dad's small platform will keep you mm-hmm. humble. It's very good for your soul. <laughs> no, but but seriously, like if people if people don't know what's good and they don't know what's bad and they haven't been trained to have their their um, sensibilities directed in a godly direction, then they won't know. Their consciences are seared. And it's really, really bad now because we're told that not judging is the only real um, important thing in life. Like if you don't, the thing that makes you a good person is not judging those people. So actually the three of us here at this table are far worse sinners than than, somebody getting Elijah Wood's autograph. Yeah. And somebody who is posting a vain video of themselves on the internet. That person is just trying to do what's normal and natural and, and, you know, encouraging themselves and others. And we're just negative (laughs) and being, you know, being bad. So we're just nitpicking. One of the things that I was going to say that, um, about the blog post I'm working on is um, there's a clip from the uh, series Hoarders mm-hmm. that I watched this week because it was part of a reaction video. Okay, so you've got the double panel. There's an influencer on one side watching the clip from Hoarders on the other side, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And first of all, the guy who was the influencer who's reacting to this is dressed in scrubs. Calls himself Dr. Mike. He's got a bigger platform than we do, so I don't feel so bad calling, doesn't, calling him out. Doesn't everybody. And he's got his name embroidered in cursive, in like this giant, it looks kind of like the Dr. Phil logo, except it says Dr. Mike instead. Does it say Dr. Mike? Uh-huh. It doesn't just say Mike. No, it says Dr. Mike, because nice. that's his brand. He even, mostly what he does is he teaches other people how to become the internet's favorite, blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. whatever you right. are, if you're an engineer, if you're so an I don't, I don't know that we're calling out branding as a problem necessarily um no i just think that it's important if i think it's important to know whose opinion is being shared here because i don't think that dr mike's opinion on this particular episode of hoarders is any more valid than say the therapist who was in the episode of hoarders that he was criticizing Mm. but what happened was in this episode and they're all pretty much the same if you've seen one you've seen them all this lady is completely surrounded by filth mm-hmm. and and you know piles and piles of garbage and just can't throw any of it away human waste mm-hmm. she'd been collecting in bottles because her she hadn't been able to reach her toilet for 12 years right and so the therapist and the cleaner <laughs> Luke, <laughs> Luke looks horrified you've seen the show haven't yeah, you yeah it's astounding that <laughs> the square footage that you would need to keep 12 years worth of, yeah. of waste. Well, some of well, it she, she put might, in a bucket she and might then would take some that of the out. Oh, yes. oh. Yeah. Occasionally. So she had the greenest yard in the neighborhood. She wasn't, uh, amassing, no. she wasn't amassing it for 12 years. Okay. She was just... But she amassed a lot of it. There were probably a thousand bottles in the bathroom because it was a big old wall. Anyway... I, apparently, I have to go at a slower pace with this story because Luke hasn't seen it like I thought I'm he had. I'm too busy in my own visualizations to listen to you. <laughs> He's trying it's to build as, a closet. It's as bad as you think it is. And um, well, one bottle, one bucket of human waste in the house is quite a bit. I really one bu- I mean, if you had a bucket, 
of human waste yeah. that was just a couple of days old. And somebody said, what is that? Well, it's a, I pooped in that bucket. Isn't I would that, go, isn't that ah. the, the universal sign of not being as poor as you could be if you've got... <laughs> Plumbing. A bucket to pee in. Yeah, oh, yeah. Got a, pot, a, pot, a pot to pee in. A pot to pee in. Yeah, that's true. Well, she wasn't using a pot, because though. Because still, if, if, you're, <laughs> if you're peeing in a pot, there's still room to fall. You still could go downhill from there. Oh, my gosh. All right, go ahead. Okay. So, I'm just asking you to step inside a world that you've never actually been part of. Because this woman, she has a lot of things wrong with her. Right. And she doesn't see any of them. No. Right. But what's worse... So she's obviously right. ill, and we can all agree about that because as the episode is going on, Dr. Mike in his really nice crisp scrubs is like, With oh, this really is a dangerous situation. She really does need some help, and I'm glad that they're going to get this woman some help. Thanks, Dr. Mike. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't think a wall of sewage was a problem right. until you pointed it out. But then there comes the scene where the therapist and the cleaner, the extreme cleaner on the show, are talking with this woman and trying to convince her to let them throw out the entire fridge. like, And they usually do this. They have to get rid of pretty much everything in the house. It's a health hazard. It's contaminated. Right. And they're explaining right. that to her. Like, you know, it's really unsafe. Most of this stuff has, has been expired for five or six years. It's written right there on the can. You know, we've got to get rid of it. But even if it weren't expired, we would still have to get rid of it because I just can't let you try to consume this stuff. It's bad for you. And she says, "It's tainted." I've been eating this stuff for twelve years. I'm not going to stop all at once. Cold turkey, basically. And they're like, "I'm not going to stop eating garbage, cold turkey." Right. And they're like, "Okay, walk us through that because it sounds like you're saying you want to eat rotten food." And she was like, "Well, this is my last hurrah. People who decide they're going to quit alcohol will, will usually have one more night of." <laughs> drinking binge drinking uh-huh. before they finally are ready to get rid of it and she's like let me have this right let me have it. so she's wanting control she's right. wanting to be able to say no and they're like but it would be like negligent of us to let you poison yourself this way for another night right and she's like but i deserve one more <laughs> night and she's like I, the therapist <laughs> says to the cleaner. Are we going to get back to Elijah Wood's yes. autograph here? Yes, we will. <laughs> because this is the important part. The therapist on the show says to the cleaner, I'm just shocked because she's talking about this like a person who wants to eat garbage. She's mm-hmm. telling us that she gets some sort of a high, like some sort of emotional satisfaction from eating garbage. Mm-hmm. And then Dr. Mike pauses the video there so that he can say, why all the judgment? Why do we have to be so... <laughs> so Dr. Mike defends her and uh, her want to eat garbage. Well, what he it's thinks like is that life. there's a better way to handle it than the way that they did. They showed obvious disgust, outward judgment. They let her know that what she was saying was appalling them uh-huh. because it's gross. Right. And he was like, oh, that's unacceptable. You can't let a person know that what they're doing is gross. And so the point Did he explain why? No, because that's just the that's just the value of the culture now. That's why I say we're talking to There's no Americans. objective truth and no <laughs> yes. objective standard. Right. Well, there is a standard. The it's, standard is don't judge. What, what makes you happy? Well, the the standard is even if we the can standard agree, can't be don't judge. You can't have a negative. You can't have a standard that is a thing that doesn't exist, right? You can't say that's a, that's a non-standard. Don't judge. Don't 
not doing something can't be a standard. He agrees that we should not let this woman eat garbage. Like, he recognizes that it's bad for her health. Right. But he also firmly believes, purely because of the culture he grew up in, that the way that you get help to a person is by not letting them know that what they're doing is wrong. Ah, uh, we've talked about that in, in terms of the gospel. And so, you like bring sinners to Jesus without telling them that they need Jesus. And so as so a result, now we have an entire, you know, a country full of people, civilization full of people who have never actually had anyone love them enough to look them in the face and say, what you're doing gross it's is gross. Real. Right. What you're doing is actually wrong. It's disgusting. When my children are small and they start trying to eat garbage, because they do, mm -hmm. I tell them, ah, yuck, no, gross. I literally will reach into their mouths and pull something out. I've seen it happen, Carl. I've seen her swipe food out of her baby's mouths. Yeah, or cat cat food is one of the things <laughs> they used to try to Kibble. eat pretty regularly. Cat food. Yep. Pennies. They, Stuff that they found in the garbage, literally. Little fuzzy things that we're not sure what where they originated from. Diaper of course, we did the gel. same thing with you, young lady. I mean, yeah. I, th I hope you know that while you're judging your children, you were judged for the exact same thing. I, I do know that. Little. I do. and But I just was trying to imagine what Dr. Mike thinks we're supposed to do with people when they have housefuls full, house of poop. Like, Did he say? Did he offer a way to... Tell her that her wall of urine is... Yeah, well, the way that he was handling it on his little reaction video was being completely stoic, like almost no reaction at all, no emotionalism, like no... He didn't change his facial expressions at mm -hmm. all. It was just purely, oh, okay, well, we'll probably need to do something about well, that. Well, then it would make a person go, well, why should I listen to you? If it, Obviously... We just have a difference of opinion. We just have a slight difference of opinion here. Right, because, so, again, he doesn't really know that. I don't know that he has any real-world experience with children trying to eat garbage. He does have a nicely embroidered shirt. He does have a shirt. Mm -hmm. and But my thought while I was watching it, and one of the things, the reason I'm going to write about it on my blog post, Lord willing, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> he approves. He no, nods. I always He's, support you putting your encouraging messages out there. <laughs> Well, my, my title no, that is... Was a, you were the one who was like Lord Willing earlier, so she was... <laughs> yeah, I know. My, my title is Please Judge Your Children, because if you don't have people telling you what's gross, how would you know? Right. If, if you don't have somebody telling you, hey, looking, seeking the attention of that person over there makes you vulnerable, it makes you weak, it also makes you disobedient to God in many ways. You're right. idolizing somebody, having idols I see bad. where you're going. I see where you're going. Most people have never been told that getting an autograph from somebody is Aki. gross. It's Aki. It's yucky. Stop. Everybody should watch that Helen Keller movie. Oh. See the difference of somebody coming in and establishing boundaries. Mm -hmm. Is that the one with uh, Melissa Gilbert? As... We didn't watch that one, but that okay. is a version. It's yeah. the Miracle Worker. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. That's one of them. Well, it yeah, the miracle they, of saying no. Well, I understand. Firmly, repeatedly, I, I understand how fringy this is to say, yeah, the the celebrity, but celebrity worship is a thing that the church has been kind of aware of for a while, and we know that we're not supposed to do that. We know we're not supposed to have idols. Um, we know we're not supposed to idolize celebrities. We know we're not supposed to covet their fame and their success and their riches. We know that. Right. 
but, but we you're don't, not allowed to give exact examples of it, right? Because that and would we be also judgmental. Don't, we also don't put a real fine point on it when we say something like, "Well, you're not supposed to worship these people, so why is it a big deal to you to get your picture taken?" Right. With them? Because that's what parents used to do. Like, being able to apply the theology with a very specific story. Like, you can point to a person doing a thing that is vain or doing a thing that is prideful and say, there, see that, children? Remember when we talked about pride or remember when we talked about vanity? That's what it looks like in the wild. Don't do that. And when they begin to display those, you know, those fruits, you say, hey, my beloved children, that thing you're doing right now. That is a thing that you shouldn't be doing. You also have to make sure that you're judging rightly. Like maybe one of those people going up to Elijah Wood was handing him a Bible. And maybe. he just didn't know. Right. It could be. Um, and uh, I wouldn't even say that there's not ever a time when Elijah Wood could have his picture taken with you. And it would not be sinful. What I am well, saying would, is that to teach right, a child right. slash an adult when the time is appropriate versus when it's inappropriate takes years of discipline it totally depends on <laughs> if you're getting your picture taken with him because he's elijah wood and you're going to show it to people then that that's inappropriate. if you're getting your picture taken with him because you and him are buddies and you're out bowling together that's an entirely different thing it's all it's not sinful for everybody to get their picture taken with elijah wood <laughs> i have a picture with nate bargatze uh-huh is that bad i have one with nate bargatze too okay Mm-hmm. I have one with, uh, and I was thinking about that picture too. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It might, might be the only one that I have. I don't know that I know Nate Bargatze well enough to have my picture taken with him and have it not be a sin. So I'll just admit that right now. Yeah, I'm with uh, you. So. <laughs> well, I also would say that there's probably a difference between taking a picture and posting, publishing. I never have published a that picture. picture. And so there's that too. These are the kinds of conversations we're supposed to have within family groups. Like when my kids are dealing with these questions, that they'd be very appropriate to bring up all of these different scenarios and go, hmm, what do we think? We can bring this up. Uh, So a guy that I follow on Facebook, not a friend of mine, I blurred out his name when I posted this. Uh, He posted, dinner with Eddie Gloud, and then in parentheses, Princeton professor, MSNBC panelist and assorted friends. Mm-hmm. And that was the inspiration for this topic. I was thinking, okay, Eddie Gloud, and the picture is, I assume that's Eddie Gloud there in the picture. I've never heard of him. But it's, well, neither have I. That's why he had to put in parentheses who he was, right. you know? And so if you're getting, if you're posting a picture of somebody and then you put in parentheses, he's always oh, a Princeton professor and an MSNBC panelist. There's no reason to do that except that you're trying to impress somebody with who he is. The guy who took the picture is not even in the picture. It's from across the room. So he's, he's <laughs> taking a snapshot of this guy from across the room. who is it, They're eating dinner apparently in the same facility. Um, but it's just, it, it just struck me as this is no different from taking a picture with with any celebrity and then posting it on social media for what purpose? So that so you'll get affirmation. So people go, oh, wow, lucky you. But the poor guy, the poor sap, isn't even in a room with somebody famous enough that he, that he can post that picture and have anybody <laughs> be impressed. So he has to tell them, oh, he's an MSNBC panelist? He's a panelist on MSNBC, you guys, and I'm eating dinner with him. Uh-huh. 
Woohoo! Well, I said the guy next to him kind of looks like an old professor of mine. And so <laughs> yeah, you did. I used to spend every day in a room, a classroom, with a guy who kind of looked like somebody who apparently sits on a panel somewhere. You see that in comedy a lot. Where somebody would be like, oh, I opened for so-and-so. Yes. It's like that, that yes. so-and-so did not invite you. You just happened to be on a show that they were also. Oh, it, this is in comedy everywhere. Carl, when you see comedians list their credentials uh, and the people that they've performed with, it's it's meaningless. It has the, the fact that the fact that they have shared the bill with that person is no reflection on their talent or skills or anything. It's just it's well, all. What I was nonsense. hoping we could talk about, and we're going to run out of time. So go we ahead. Can't. We got five minutes. <clears throat> I was going to talk about the fact that there there are rehab facilities for people who are struggling with certain addictions that. Um, we've even known certain artists who have gone into rehab. Usually it goes, usually it goes hand in hand with like alcoholism or possibly drug abuse. Usually for comedians, it's alcoholism because they've got this high yes. of the the performance and then they have a really hard time coming down later. And so a lot of times they become addicted. Well, there's a lot of alcohol at clubs too. It's really hard right. to be right. around that every single night and not indulge. So a lot of times the the particular vice of the comic slash entertainer is um, addiction to validation during the day or while you're on stage and then needing to cope with some sort of uh, substance, alcohol when you're back at the hotel room. And a lot of times um, pornography and or hooking up with strange women fans um, on the road, roadies. Yeah. Fans who appreciate how funny you are. Um, And so, so that's an issue with, with, People who work that's on, in the- that's on the fans too. Like that's a step above wanting a picture with a celebrity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that the is. The fans have their own issues, that's and definitely a- they're using each other. The, right. the artist and the fans, the roadies, are both mutually using each other in very, very unhealthy ways. But to be, but to be completely transparent about it, Luke, that's a great point. But it's not as far apart as people like to think it is. You know, the people who are who are wanting a picture and an autograph are not that far removed from the people who are going to sleep with you. Yep. True. But usually when it reaches substance abuse, that's when the artist starts to realize and everyone else, oh, there's a problem. (laughs) That's when everybody can kind of agree, whether they're Christian or not, whether they agree about vanity or not. They're like, oh, I probably should get some help here. And we then go to therapy. We go Mm -hmm. to rehab or we get some kind of quote, professional. Go see Dr. Mike. Involved, right. Dr. (laughs) Mike needs to help us out here. And I wanted to talk about the fact that what we're trying to do to help people is actually making it worse. How is that possible, Amanda? Well, (laughs) when it comes to alcoholism, people are like, oh, okay, we can just avoid the alcohol. You know, as long as you know you've got this problem, you can just abstain, go dry, don't don't drink anymore. Right. So you're saying alcohol, you abstain completely from it. Yes. Okay. But when it comes to these other addictions, like affirmation for attention. Yes, because the culture believes that that's actually a good thing because we're so determined to believe that human connection is like it's a need. It's a need. Right. Well, now we're actually going to rehab to learn how to become even more addicted to 
that that kind of gratification well to to be control that addiction it's not you don't have to abstain from affirmation from you don't have to abstain from the applause of men right but you have to learn how to get it in moderation well like to be clear that's what the message is in the rehab facilities and and it is completely different from what the christian um and what the scriptures say and from what the christian standard used to be but now if you go to a facility to learn how to be okay, how to cope with your fame, you know, in one way or another, mm-hmm. what they're teaching you to do is to, yeah, to look for that validation, but in a, in a more controlled Don't way. Don't lose control. Yeah. Right. Uh, ironically, the scripture doesn't tell us to abstain from alcohol, but it does tell <laughs> us to abstain from the applause of men. <laughs> that is interesting. The problem I think that we as Christians do a lot of the time is we hear a person acknowledge that they are doing something wrong and then we are like just overjoyed and we celebrate that and if they appear to be on the right track we're we're good with it but we don't go as far to reaffirm that your behaviors and your words come from the heart and so we just we don't address that we're just like okay they seem to have stopped and they agree that it was wrong all is well Right. What are your thoughts on that? Well, in in the case of people that I've actually seen come out of therapy, the the things that they're saying, they're not even acknowledging that what they were doing with the affirmation thing was wrong. A lot of times they're it like... It was just too much of it. Well, they're like, a lot of them are saying, I didn't get the affirmation I needed right. when I was right. a child. And so that's why mm. now... I'm searching for it maybe in the wrong place. And so searching for it in the arms of strangers, yeah, that was a bridge too far. I need to stop that. And I'm going to cut the alcohol out completely. But when it comes to... It'd be like that woman being like, I'm a hoarder because my toilet. Nobody has ever fixed my toilet. That's why I'm a hoarder. It's like, not not really. Well, right, but therapy would be would be hoarding, but not in the entire house. You you have to hoard in one room of the house, you know. And then, then it's okay because now you've taken control of it. And it, and your point is valid that there there's no acknowledgement of the actual problem. It's just a matter of saying, well, this, it's not really a problem. The problem is it, it just was too far. It was too much. It was too much hoarding. When you hoard in every room of the house, that's the problem. What you need to do is keep your buckets of sewage yeah. just in the den. Yeah. Right. And or I'm not, not hoarding. It. I'm a collector. And right. these are things I collect. Well, and ultimately, we're not going to be able to answer these questions as a country, as a culture, until we can get back to the why behind any kind of laws or morality at all. Because what you've got are now tons and tons of influencers, not just Dr. Mike, but he is among them, who are like giving... <laughs> and he's got a bigger platform than us, apparently. <laughs> they're, well, they're giving their opinions on what they think is healthy and unhealthy, and they have no reason for any of them. They're, they're based on some it's distant... It's arbitrary. It's a distant memory of what used to be a, a Christian nation, what used to be, you know, colored by the Judeo-Christian worldview. But we don't... We've tossed that out now. Like, we've said we don't need God. But but we still do want to come up with these things that, that people should and shouldn't do. Like, you shouldn't have buckets of waste sitting around in your house. Why, Dr. Mike? <laughs> because there's germs in them? Okay, but she said she wants to have those germs around. So... What, what are you going to do now? What are you going right. to say now about the fact that this woman disagrees with you and your expert opinion on what's gross and what's not gross? We have to get back to teaching people the why 
that God is the one who's in charge and that he has created a universe with order and with certain rights and certain wrongs. Um, or else we're just, it's, we're just floating around with all of our opinions kind of crashing into each other. And that's, that's where we are now. When you go to rehab and you've got this non-judgmental, you know, approach to therapy where it's like, well, what do you think? Do you feel like you've gone too far? Do you feel like you've got a handle on this? Do you think that it's okay to keep living with your girlfriend and, and having sex with her and still calling yourself a Christian? Like, do you think that that's okay? Okay, well, if you're good with that, but you still hate the alcoholism. I don't think he was asked that question. We'll get rid of the alcohol, but we'll keep the stuff that you're still comfortable with. We'll keep, yeah. we'll keep the part where you still really love to have your ego stroked. And we'll, we'll call that a human need. We'll call sex a human need. We'll call it, why? I don't know. Like, we're just all out here, you know, doing what feels right. And so, yeah, until we get back to an objective truth with an authority that we can agree on that's that goes beyond the authority of the, quote, patient, we're just, we're never going to get better. Well, the people, the people who say don't judge are probably correct. The people who say that we shouldn't be judging other people are probably correct. They shouldn't be judging other people because, as you said... That's not what they mean. They have no standard, right. No, they but, mean you and I should not judge. Right, well, they're incorrect about that. But the <laughs> they people, are going to keep judging. The people with an objective standard, and that would be God's standard, um, absolutely should judge and are supposed to judge. And that's why I say you should stop asking Elijah Wood for his autograph. <laughs> right, and how do we feel about poop sitting around in a person's house? What do you think? And I feel like... I feel like, yeah, if you've got a, if you've got God's standard, if you've got the wisdom of the Holy Spirit inside you, then you absolutely should judge. In fact, you're, you are compelled to judge because the rest of the culture is out there wagging their fingers at each other, saying, accusing each other of being judgmental, and they're both wrong. Everybody's wrong except for the Christians. Hmm. Okay. I can go with that. <laughs> Carl, we hope you feel grounded. <laughs> Thank goodness. Thanks for visiting the Comedian's House. If you want to spend more time with our family, you can follow John Branion on YouTube and Facebook. Also email nextdoor at johnbranion.com with your comments and questions. We'll see you next time.